listening to the Casting for Fun podcast, the show that talks about entertainment, sports, music and inspirational stories for all to enjoy. We're glad you could join us today. Sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Now, here is your host, Albert Pineda. This is the Casting for Fun podcast. I am your host, Albert Pineda. Welcome back to another episode of the show. Uh, this episode's going to be really fun. Uh, my wife, Allison Pineda, returns and we get to talk about really cool concert experiences that we've had over the past uh, six weeks or so. Uh, we've gotten to see the band Incubus and uh, country singer uh, Kelsey Ballerini. Uh, I'll let you guess which one of us likes which <laughs> which artist. But uh, uh, to be in all honesty, Kelsey Ballerina was a lot of fun. That was uh, just a few days ago. Uh, and it was uh, an enjoyable experience going to the the new Yamava Theater at the San Manuel uh, Casino in Highland, California. So we talk about our experience with that. We get to share cool things that we love about both artists, Incubus and Kelsey Ballerini. Uh, we get to talk about our experiences going to those concerts, the venue itself. Uh, lots of fun musical conversation with my wife, Allison, which is always great and uh, entertaining for me. And I hope the, the guests find it entertaining, too. Uh, really quick, I do want to give a quick uh, birthday shout out to frequent collaborator and good friend of the show, Nick Turner. Nick, happy birthday. I hope you have an awesome day. And here we go. This is this week's episode for uh, Thursday, June 22nd. I apologize. This episode's a little bit late uh, as opposed to the normal Wednesday release day. Anyways, here we go. This is the Casting for Fun podcast with Alice and Maria talking about concerts at the Yamaha Theater. Returning to the Casting for Fun podcast is my wonderful wife, Allison Pineda. Allison, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Very good. Good. It's good to have you on again on the show. I I love just having our banters because uh, I'm always entertained. I know you are as well. I think a number of our friends are too. So hopefully people listening will find this entertaining. Or they won't, but we'll have a good time regardless. Yes, we will. Okay. (laughs) Very cool. So I wanted to, to take the, the time to, to do an episode talking about concerts. You know, uh, ever since I went to my very first concert back in 1998, I mean, I just love the idea. I think it's been really, really fun uh, entertainment thing to do. Uh, and then after we got married, we didn't really go to as many. Um, I mean, we went, to, we went to a couple. I think actually we kind of slowed down a little bit once Avery was born because mm-hmm. it just became a little bit harder. I mean, uh, obviously our number one priority is to Avery. But now that she's a little bit older, I think it's kind of easier to go, right? Yeah. And I I think I was never really into concerts before. Like, I went to a few before you. And then, I don't know, in the last few years, I'm like, these are really fun. We should go to more. So now I want to go to all of them. Oh, okay. Very cool. That sounds uh, good to me. <laughs> yeah. Good influence. Uh, yes. <laughs> so, but anyways, I wanted to talk about two recent concerts that we went to within the span of uh, six weeks, which is really, really cool. So we got to see the rock band Incubus, and we also recently, just very recently, got to see country singer Kelsey Ballerini. 
Uh, and on the surface, the, you would think that there's probably not a whole lot in common between the two musical artists, but there actually is two big things that are in common that they share, which is really cool. That first, uh, uh, Incubus and Kelsey Ballerini are both very much beloved and huge favorites of the Pineda family. Uh, I'll let you decide which members of the uh, family like which artists <laughs> oh it's me for incubus for oh, sure come oh, on abs- oh absolutely you have every one of their albums framed hanging on our wall right yeah, I do. <laughs> um and uh but but yeah yeah so we we both i mean i love incubus uh, allison loves kelsey ballerini she, i like incubus too oh you love incubus now Not yes love, well, oh i mean like. you you enjoy their music now yeah. and, and you've introduced me to kelsey and i've enjoyed a lot of her songs as well okay thank you yes thank you for correcting mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. uh the other major thing they have in common is they both share not at the same time obviously but they both played the exact same venue the the yamava concert theater at, at san manuel casino uh in redlands california i'm not, not redlands i apologize highland california so I wanted to talk about that. I wanted to talk about the venue. Uh, we had so much fun going to that venue. We think it was really cool and awesome experience. Uh, I want to, you know, share some fun facts about Incubus because they're one of my all-time favorite bands. Uh, share some fun facts about... You mean one of my all-time favorite bands. Oh, yes. One of Allison's Sorry, all-time favorites. <laughs> uh, share some fun facts about uh, Kelsey Ballerini and, and her upbringing and, and her breaking into the music industry. And then, of course, our, our thoughts and impressions and our experiences attending both concerts. So I think that'd be a really fun uh, topic of discussion for the podcast. Sounds good. Okay, awesome. So so let's start with uh, the, the Yamava concert venue itself. Uh, we, we've mentioned it before, I mean, just on our own private conversations that neither of us are really experts when it comes to like casinos and things like that. But uh, it does make sense to me that that places like that would want to have entertainment to go along with your gambling and your drinking. Obviously, we, we don't indulge in that. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, the, the entertainment aspect is something that we personally enjoy quite a bit. So it makes sense to me that uh, the, the owners at San Manuel would want to have a concert venue inside their casino. And uh, it was interesting to learn that the Yamava Theater is fairly new. It only opened to the public uh, in 2022, last year. Uh, the very first concert was on April 14th of that year. It was a private show that the Red Hot Chili Peppers did. That would have been a really cool thing yeah, to see. Yeah, I would have liked it on that. And uh, which actually is kind of funny, too, if you remember this. As we were pulling off the freeway, there was billboards that we're seeing. And we see uh, a billboard advertising an upcoming show at Yamava with Enrique Iglesias, of all people. Mm-hmm. So it's very interesting to me that they're able to get major artists. And they're very diverse in nature, right? Mm-hmm. So I have a list here of several artists who have either played or are going to be performing at the Yamaha Theater. So Duran Duran, uh, Janet Jackson, Andre Bocelli. That would have been pretty, pretty interesting, mm-hmm. huh? Uh, New Kids on the Block. I think they're actually scheduled uh, like this weekend or next week. That'd be fun to see, actually. <laughs> I think it'd be fun to see. Okay, we can talk to Marcelo. Maybe you can look us up with tickets. Okay. Not, I don't know if you have, but <laughs> we love you, Marcelo, if you're listening. Yeah. Um, uh, Kevin Hart did a comedy show, as did Jeff Foxworthy. So that's a huge contrast right there between mm-hmm. the two of them. Um, uh, Jeff Harvey is going to, I'm not, I apologize. Uh, Steve Harvey is going to be doing a comedy show there. And then you've also had rapper Ice Cube, uh, Sammy Hagar, formerly of Van Halen. Uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire, and then uh, in the next couple of months, you're going to see both the Killers and 311 performing there. So it's a very diverse, almost kind of maybe like a, a nostalgic uh, wave of artists. But some of them are newer too, like, like Kelsey Ballerini is an example of a, a new artist performing there. So uh, what did you think? What was your impressions, babe, when we got to see the theater itself and uh, and the fact that there's been so many diverse musical artists like that who performed there? 
yeah, I think it's really cool that there's so many different artists and uh, appeals to a wide range of people, which is really smart on their part, marketing wise. Um, the theater itself was really nice. It was big enough that you felt like it could seat a good amount of people, but it also felt really intimate. And I liked that both times we went, I felt like, yeah, it's basically just a small group, but it wasn't, it was a big theater, but you didn't feel that way. It was really nice. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, interesting to note that for, for Incubus, we sat in like the 400 section. So a little further back. Uh, for for Kelsey, the recent show, we, we sat much closer. But to me, it sounded like it, uh, the sound system was just as good in either section, right? Yeah, that's the other thing I would say is like the sound was really good. The theater itself is really built well or however they do it. I don't know, but the sound was awesome. Okay, well, I'm glad you brought that up because actually I, I took a note from a, a, a website called InsideHook.com where they get basically, I'm going to read it verbatim as it's stated in the article. So it's, it's referring to what Allison was just talking about now about the sound. Uh, so uh, the speakers at Yamava were designed precisely to fit that specific room and fill it with a sound based on where the audience will be sitting. Their speakers operate on a by our oral uh, processing mo- model that's completely different from traditional stereo plant panning. The uh, L acoustics setup allows everyone in the audience to get a sound that's more similar to a recording engineer studio mix than a blast of all the instruments and vocals at once. While how exactly they do that gets much more molecular and scientific, the result is that many artists who are already bringing uh, already bring this system on the road can just pl- show up to Yamava, plug in, and play. So it, it seems to me that um, the way the, the the venue is set up, like I think every day they're probably ready to go for a new show. In fact, there's probably somebody playing there tonight, which would be kind of interesting and cool. And the fact that, as Allison mentioned, like. Again, we, we, we can tell from our experience that we got to sit higher up for Incubus, much closer for Kelsey. And to me, it sounded just as good regardless of where we were sitting. I agree. Props to whoever created that system. Yeah. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. Uh, so one other thing I wanted to mention, uh, my older brother, Fernando, he got to go to an offspring show earlier this year at Yamaba. And I was actually asking him about the parking situation because Allison and I are huge fans of the prepay parking now. So if we can do it, we would obviously prepay to not deal with the hassle of parking. And Fernando had told me that uh, parking is free. They have big structures there, but to get there early to make sure, you know, you get a good spot or that you're not driving around. So I would recommend that because we got to see for both Incubus and for Kelsey Ballerini, both artists went on very early which I guess kind of is a good thing. So we can actually get home at a decent hour. <laughs> well, no opening bands. In fact, Incubus, if I remember correctly, went on at about 8.20 PM mm-hmm. and Kelsey went on at maybe like 8.05. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So I would recommend for going, if you're going to a show there at the, uh, the Yamava theater, get there. You don't have to get there super early because it was kind of cool that, uh, you know, we have our assigned seats. Traffic's really good. We, we live close by where we live in Upland. So it only takes us about 20, 20 or 30 minutes, depending on tra- how traffic is. Uh, but I would recommend getting there early enough that you can just find your seat comfortably and just sit and relax. But but be aware that the show starts promptly when they say it does. So Right. Which I think is really cool because it bugs me, to be honest, when concerts are like, we're starting at this time. But that's when the opener is. And then an hour later, you're still waiting for the artist. Like, I don't like that. Like, be precise, be on time. And so for both of the Yamaba shows, it was really good that they started so early, I think, and and had it work fast. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Uh, Was there anything else with uh, the Yamaba theater that you wanted to bring up or discuss? 
uh, be careful. They might card you. <laughs> yeah. Remember that it is a, a, a 21 and over, I mean, 21 and over for all the shows because you're in, are inside of a casino. In fact, it was kind of interesting. So for the, the Kelsey show, this is kind of just uh, random. I'm bringing this up, but there was like a young kid. You remember in front of us who was like having trouble getting in. I don't yeah. know if she didn't have her ID with her or what was going on. It was just, yeah. And they carded me. I'm so young. <laughs> Yes, you are. <laughs> so yeah, obviously for for adults only, but uh, but yeah, yeah, it it shouldn't be any problems for those who are prepared to go to these type of things, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. So if there's nothing else with the Yamava Theater, uh, let's go ahead and jump into some Incubus talk, and I promise you we'll get to Kelsey. Don't my worry. My favorite. Yes. No, yes. Incubus is my favorite. <laughs> How long can I go with that joke? Oh, um, I guess the whole show if you want okay, to. Go. <laughs> Okay, so uh, I want to go ahead and just give some fun facts about Incubus, mostly to uh, obviously Allison knows, but I do want to go ahead and let our, some of our listeners who may not be familiar with the band, some of the, the band's history. Uh, there's so much I could cover, but I mean, I just chose some of my favorite facts about them. Uh, formed in 1991 when they were still in high school in Calabasas, you know, the really rich neighborhood near Malibu. Uh, the band members, uh, Brandon, Mike, and Jose would have been just like sophomores. I think would have been 15 years old. At, at the time in 1991, um, there were three of the original members later joined by DJ Life and uh, Dirk Lance. Uh, so their their turntable guy and their original bassist who ended up getting replaced by DJ Kilmore and Ben Kenny. And we're going to come back to Ben Kenny as uh, as far as like bass players go for the band. Uh, I was first introduced to them back in 1997 when I was in high school. And I remember Fernando, I think, was aware of the band. And I think he had a sticker on, on his snowboard or something like that. But I also remember that... Um, this is going to be kind of kind of interesting, hopefully, or maybe not too uh, uh, dating me too much or like too humiliating for me. But there was this musical genre called new metal. Are you familiar with that phrase? No, no. not at all. OK, that's OK that you're not. You're probably familiar with the bands who kind of incorporate that subgenre of music. So bands like Corn and then Biscuit and then later Linkin Park, even like Evanescence, like they would take like a, a heavy metal or hard rock and mix it in with like. Uh, rap or hip hop music and then kind of like incorporate it with uh, like uh, isolation lyrics or depression or kind of like a, a loneliness type lyrics. So it's kind of like a hardcore version of emo, if you want to call it that. Okay. <laughs> and at the time, it was actually really popular. Uh, in fact, I mean, the Linkin Park's hybrid theory is like the best selling rock album of the 21st century, which mm -hmm. is kind of crazy, mm -hmm. even though I don't really care for any of their newer stuff. But uh, it, it's kind of funny. So Incubus kind of fell into that, that subgenre as well, but they actually evolved as a band. And I think that's why I would declare them as my second favorite band behind only Depeche Mode. Uh, the Morning View album is my all time favorite record. And that one was uh, recorded <laughs> in a, a mansion in Malibu on a, a street called Morning View Drive. In fact, to learn more about the recording process would be really cool, I think. So they actually lived at that mansion, recorded the whole thing with several months process uh, to do so. And their sound evolved much more uh, elaborate than just simply like, you know, rap and rock mixed together. I think uh, you can tell with some of the songs on that particular record, like uh, Aquias Transmission, which features uh, uh, Mike, the guitarist, using a, a Pippa guitar. I've heard of that. It's kind of it looks like a pear to me. You haven't seen those type of guitars. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's kind of shaped like a pear. That's how I would describe it. It's a Chinese instrument that has a very unique sound to it, and it sounds really, really cool. So, their instrumentation and, and composition for songs, I think, were really, really uh, intricate for the Morning View album, which kind of made me love the band even more. 
Uh, and then the music video for the song Drive. Uh, I know Drive is one of your favorites. Mm-hmm. No joking aside, that's actually his one of your favorites. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was uh, in the music video, the artwork of uh, Brandon drawing himself in the video is actually artwork that was done by Brandon Boyd and Jose Pasillas, who are both really talented artists. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Look yeah. what I learned. Yeah, very cool. Uh, and then on, on that same subject, after the 2008 tour for the Light Grenades album, the band members took a hiatus for various reasons. Brandon went to art school. Uh, Mike went to Harvard to study music composition, the guitarist. And Jose, the drummer, actually took time to start his family, which is pretty cool. Uh, they have a very diverse musical taste in songs. And you got to see this firsthand, babe, when you got to attend the concert with me, that they would oftentimes uh, using uh, uh uh, covers. That's what I was trying to draw in a blank. <laughs> Do covers of uh, certain songs and incorporate them into their own music. Like a, an example that I like is from uh, the song Stellar. They incorporate the song uh, they do 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 da 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 by the police. Mm-hmm. They use that into their song uh, Riders of the Storm by the Doors. They incorporate that into their song Are You In? Um, and then they also used. Uh, a recent song that they used for the, the show, we're, we're, we'll get to this as well for the Yamava show, is they have a song called Wish You Were Here, which is one of my favorite songs. And in I fact, like that that's also what you're going to, you just heard in the top of the show uh, of this, this episode. Uh, and then they incorporated the, the Pink Floyd song of the same name, but a completely different song. So it was kind of cool to have those two mixed together. And then as far as like covers go, they've done various covers over the years, like uh, Grease is the Word. So I think you would like to hear that one. That'd yes, be pretty sir. cool. Uh, Hello by Lionel Richie, uh, Let's Go Crazy by Prince, Come Together by The Beatles, which we also got to hear live. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, Incubus has been a really awesome, amazing band for for many years. But unfortunately, their basis for many years, Ben Kenny had to have a brain tumor removed. And I I know that was pretty devastating news for the band and for the fans. Uh, As far as I know, uh, uh, he's recuperating and recovering and is expected to make a full recovery. But in the meantime, he had to take a hiatus. So they, they enlisted actually a female bassist, which is pretty cool. Uh, Nicole Rowe from the band Panic at the Disco, who made her debut on May 11, 2023, the exact same show that we were at. Us. So that was really cool that we got to see her in concert. So I, I kind of talked enough for now for just explaining my love for Incubus. What I want to hear from you now, Allison, is can you remember our experience? Again, it was about six weeks ago. But if you can detail to the, the listeners, what did you think of uh, Incubus's performance when we got to see him at Yamaba a few weeks ago? Oh, I thought they were fantastic. I mean, I, I knew some of their songs, obviously, from growing up. So it was really fun to hear the songs that I recognize. I don't know nearly as many as you do, but they were fantastic. It was a really good show. They did a really good job of putting, putting things on. Their music sounded fantastic live. Um, I, I loved everything about it. It was a great show. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Uh, Nicole, I think she, she filled in in a pinch. I think she was really great, even though I, I'm not really a big fan of that band panic at the disco. Uh, I think she did really fantastic on bass. In fact, there are certain songs that they performed at that show that require, you know, really, uh, cool bass lines, like, you know, stellar is one, obviously. And then the song, uh, in the company of wolves, uh, which actually is a longer extended song. And uh, to be honest, her bass lines, I think, were on par with what Ben would, would do in his performances. And I've got to see the band many times. So I've seen Ben Kenny perform several times. So I think she's on par with Ben. She's not quite as a- animated as Ben is. He, he did like this, like, 
back step hop thing, but I think it looks really, really cool. Did you uh, just try to do it right now? Yeah, in my mind, I'm actually <laughs> thinking it, yeah. They can't see that, but that, I just tried to do the back step hop thing. <laughs> it was cute. Oh, you're funny. Okay. So so anyways, yeah. So um, certain uh, uh, musicians, I think they have like their their tells, their traits, the things they like to do on stage. She seemed kind of stationary, but I think as, as she performs more, she might develop more of her personality and, and not to say it's a bad thing, uh, but uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm a huge fan of Ben Kenny. But at the same time, if it turns out that uh, he is going to have to take a permanent uh, leave of absence from the band and that she's chosen to be the, the permanent replacement for him, I think it's a good choice. I think she was really, really good. But uh, as far as I, I mean, I think they've been kind of uh, quiet about it. But as far as I know, he's, he's making a full recovery. So we'll have to wait and see what the future holds for Ben Kenny. But the, the show was fantastic. Again, so much fun. The venue is awesome and amazing and, and yeah I'm, I'm glad i got to experience that that concert with allison yeah i'm glad we got to go together that was fun good awesome. call good awesome. call thanks <laughs> uh did you have anything else from the the, the incubus yamova show that you wanted to show or talk about i mean they're my favorite okay yeah that's pretty much it <laughs> okay very cool okay so so if you're okay let's go ahead and jump into some uh kelsey ballerini oh she's all right she's a side yeah I, okay. I, <laughs> <laughs> right. I have a tiger in my red lipstick because you said you didn't I didn't wear my high heel shoes Cause I couldn't be taller than you I didn't wanna lose my friends But now it's hard to even find it What you want it, ain't it? It's what you want it I thought I'd miss you I thought it hurt me thought I'd miss you I thought I'd miss you But I miss me more I miss my own beat Till my own snare drum my own sheets in the bed I made up. I forgot I had dreams, I forgot I had wings, forgot who I was before I ever kissed you. Yeah, I thought I'd miss you, but I miss me. So I, I got to learn more about, about this artist. I mean, Allison really wanted to go. She was going to get uh, tickets for her. Uh, and she got them and she said, hey, I got tickets for uh, Kelsey Ballerini. Oh, cool. Who's that? And then so I looked her up and saw that she just happened to be playing a Yamala too. I don't think you realized that when you bought the tickets, right? Uh, I don't think I recognized what it was. Oh, okay. J- yeah. Just that you wanted to go. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, very cool. So let's share some information about her. I think I think her life's kind of interesting too. So she's originally from Knoxville, Tennessee, according mm-hmm. to the research that I found. Mm-hmm. Uh, her family moved to Nashville when she was 15, uh, like you do, uh, if you want to be a country singer, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's actually kind of interesting, according to what I read online, she didn't really have aspirations to become a country singer. She actually wanted to be a veterinarian. Yeah, that's cool. And then she also had aspirations to just be like a dancer. And, you know, it's kind of interesting with the, the last name ballerini, like she was actually studying, like, I guess, ballet or that style dance, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. Um, her dad is involved in the music industry. He was actually a radio programmer and actually served as like the, I think, studio manager for a local radio station for their family in Knoxville. So that was kind of cool, too. <clears throat> According to the research I've also read about her, The Wizard of Oz is her all-time favorite movie, and Somewhere Over the Rainbow is her all-time favorite song. Oh, that's and, uh, and she has some great vocal chops, so we're going to get to that as well. But I mean, I would love to hear her do a cover of that. That'd yeah, cool. I wish we'd heard that. Yeah, yeah. And, and for me, it's always interesting to hear if a, uh, a celebrity or famous musician, whoever it is, like if they actually 
specifically declared this is my favorite of something that always kind of interests me because I think sometimes people just kind of do a general thing but if you are a fan of the Wizard of Oz and that song somewhere over the rainbow you got something in common with Kelsey Ballerini I guess which is kind of cool I mean it's not my favorite favorite but it could be for Kelsey yeah (laughs) okay very cool and then uh, her very first song was written was called uh Oh Mama dedicated to her mother that she wrote on Mother's Day I guess when she was really young which is kind of cool too uh so question i wanted to ask you i, I kind of talked about it for incubus when we went over them how, how i became familiar with the band uh how did you become familiar with kelsey ballerini because again there's so many country artists right but she, did she stand out to you well i think she opened for a concert for um uh kelly what's her name kelly clarkson kelly clarkson yeah uh-huh. i mean not that i went to the concert but i heard about it and i was like oh who's this kelsey girl i don't know who she is and so then I started researching her. This was a number of years ago. And I was like, I like her music. She seems really cool. So I've kind of followed her for a while. And I think it's only been in like the last like five or six years that she's really hit it big. Um, but I've always liked her music. I like her life story. I like that she um, didn't really aspire to be a singer, but it worked for her and, and it's something she enjoys. So I feel like, I don't know, there's just something about her that I really, really think is connecting. Yeah. And I would imagine that so many uh aspiring country artists move to Nashville to try and break into the industry. And I would imagine the vast majority of them end up failing. Right. So it's, so it's pretty cool that she succeeded. In fact, I forgot what the actual statistic was, but I think she's like the very first female country artist to have two debut number one singles since Carrie Underwood did it. Yeah. Something like that. Right. Yeah. I saw that too. Okay. So it's, it's very impressive that she was able to, to break out of the crowd and be noticed and stand out, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. So, so tell me about your, your thoughts on her show. Ayama. Oh, I thought it was so good. Oh my goodness. So first of all, I thought it was really fun to see her personality. I like, I mean, I like, of course, go to the concerts for the music, but I like when they talk to the audience a little bit, they personalize it. They kind of share their thoughts because then you feel like it's just you and them and not that you're just another number that they're singing to. Mm-hmm. And she did that a lot. Like she shared a lot of personal stuff. Um, I felt like she really engaged the audience with like signing things. Like she signed that person's tattoo, right? Where she signed for a tattoo for them. Mm-hmm. Um, she let this guy get up and sing, which I don't know. He wasn't that great. And I think that was really gracious of her, but she like <laughs> let this guy get up and sing because he was trying to break into country or into the music industry um, oh, not to interrupt you too much, we are sorry, but uh, at that particular moment, she actually went into the crowd, so she yes. was like in the middle of the crowd, and like you know, the security was there, but I think the, for the most part, the audience was pretty well behaved and like not trying to like swarm around her, uh, especially some of the guys, you know. <laughs> well, talk about the B stage too, that was cool. Okay, oh, you go, you go ahead and talk. No, I didn't you talk do it. No, 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 you do it. Are you go you, ahead and you talk. explain it better than I do. Oh, okay. Okay. So there's, there's what's called a, a B stage as she called it, that, uh, would kind of be like, uh, say for instance, like if you go to a major festival, you have like the main event stage, like, you know, Coachella where like, you know, it's the big stage where the main artists play. And then the smaller artists, like who have like weird names and you don't like never even heard of that band, mm-hmm. they'll be playing off on some side like stage somewhere else. So she referred to it as a B stage, which was kind of in the middle of the, the stadium. I'm sorry, the mid- middle of the, uh, the, the theater, concert. the concert venue. Yeah. Uh, and to be honest, like everyone who's in the front, like us, we had to like turn around. We had to face backwards to see her. So she's only performing if, if she performs at that spot, she's only performing for half the audience. But of course, I mean, because she's, you know, Kelsey Ballerini, and she's right there in the middle of the audience. Everybody's turning around to see her. Right. 
But I just thought it was really cool that she was trying so well, so hard to engage the audience, even those that had like higher up for their back seats that she would have a B stage. I just thought that was cool. So I felt like she really put a lot of effort into making you feel like the, the show was for you. Mm-hmm. And she sings really good. Her voice is amazing to me. So, and I love her music. So I guess I'm a little bit biased. <laughs> so actually, as, as we were leaving the concert, I mean, Allison and I talked about that fact that we wanted to save some of this material that we're talking about now for uh, this podcast. She had asked me if uh, you had asked me if I'd seen anybody do that before, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the only person then or musical artist that I've seen do something similar to that was actually the Beastie Boys of all people, which is pretty cool. So I got to see the Beastie Boys with a uh, good friend, Nick Turner, and shout out to Nick. You know, happy birthday again happy birthday. Uh, to Nick and uh, my younger brother, Danny. The three of us went to see the Beastie Boys back in 2004, uh, playing at the Long Beach Arena. And for their grand finale song, which was a song, Intergalactic. Intergalactic. Uh, yeah. Intergalactic. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. They, uh, they went out into the, the, the crowd. So very similar to Kelsey, kind of like in various spots throughout the, the arena and all different spots. So they performed the entire song, like, you know, right there. That's cool. Which is like, so, so you had to like, you weren't looking at the main stage anymore. Everyone was looking at different parts of the arena because they were all three of them. Uh, Mike D, uh, MCA and, uh, and uh, Ad Rock were all at different spots of the arena. So you had to look at where you were. Unfortunately, they, none of them were close to where we were. But it was still really cool experience to kind of see that like right into the crowd. And you can see everyone just exploding. So the fact that if a musical artist goes into the crowd like that, I think it kind of incites people to excitement and exuberance and things like that. And as Allison mentioned, uh, Kelsey, I think, really, really did that to a, a good example of, uh, you know, really like engaging and exciting the crowd. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. Um, I think her outfits were cute. I know that's not something that you'd like to judge and care about, but I think she looked really cute. So I was, and she had a lot of costume changes, which was fun. Um, I just think that she did a really good job. Mm-hmm. Were there any songs from her performance that uh, stood out to you? Um, well, my two favorite songs of hers are um, uh, Miss Me More, which I thought she did a really great job with that one. Which we're, we're also, you heard in the, in the middle of the show, show as well. Yeah. And then The Mountain with a View which is from her album that she made after she got divorced. And she wrote really, really personal lyrics herself about the divorce experience. And Mountain With A View is just like, it's just a really tender story song. And um, totally as she sang it, she, it was really good. I thought she did a good job. She literally just sat there and sang the song. Like there was no like fanfare or like huge, like trying to get people's attention. She just sat and sang a couple songs. And that was one of them that she did, but the way she sang was just so, um, oh my gosh, it's going to make me like tearful thinking about it, but it was just so emotional. And I think it's really hard to um, sing the same songs over and over and over again and still have that kind of emotion expressed. And she was so good at sharing her emotions for the whole thing that I was crying during the whole song. It was beautiful. Oh yeah, she was definitely uh, an amazing performer and she's uh, quite quite the, the show woman, as it were. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and it was an entertaining, fun show. Again, as, as I mentioned many times before, country is not my jam, but, uh, but, but yeah, she, she was really cool and, and, uh, you know, great personality, you know, talking to the crowd, as Allison mentioned, very talented. Oh my goodness. (laughs) Uh, and, and yeah, she, she played guitar many times for several of her songs. Yeah. So, so it was, it was a good show. It was entertaining and fun. Yeah. Good job. And, and, and as we mentioned before, I mean, the Yamava theater is so cool that, I would actually maybe pay money as long as, I mean, well, we have to pay reasonable. I don't want to pay like, you know, out of the, 
like go bankrupt. <laughs> but like a lot of those artists that we mentioned earlier in the show, obviously Duran Duran is definitely one of my favorites. But yeah, so even something like Earth, Wind, and Fire, I think I'd be like, yeah, hey, you want to go see them perform? Sure, I'd why go not? Too. I'd yeah. go, I don't know if I'd go for Ice Cube. Let's be honest. Okay, yeah, maybe not. Maybe or Kevin not. Hart. No, <laughs> sorry. No. Tell no, no. Marcelo, yeah. I want new kids. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so it's it's a really cool concert venue. And then, of course, we got to see, you know, Pineda family favorites perform Incubus and Kelsey Ballerini. And we're looking forward to future shows there. So, I mean, we're I for those listening, I definitely would recommend going to check out a show at that venue. Obviously, go see one of your favorite artists. And because of how diverse uh, of a range of artists they're selecting to choose from, I mean, I guarantee there's something for everybody. So. Uh, if you look at the schedule for the rest of this year, or maybe if they've announced shows going into next year, you're probably going to find someone you'd want to see, which is pretty cool. I'm going to check out the schedule right now. Okay, you go ahead and do that. So okay. uh, I'll buy some more time while you do that then. No, go ahead. <laughs> okay, so um, yeah, yeah, again, uh, in Incubus, I've seen so many times and so many venues, you know, going back to the old, uh, um, excuse me, the the old uh, uh, Irvine Metals in Irvine, California, many times there. I've seen them at the Honda Center in Anaheim, the, the Forum before it was renovated, uh, the Greek Theater and uh, the Hollywood Bowl. In fact, the Greek Theater and the Hollywood Bowl at both of those shows, they ended with that song, Aqueous Transmission, which again, I was a little bummed and disappointed they didn't play it. And they also didn't play some of their uh, main singles that I also really enjoy, like Megalomaniac and uh, uh, Talk Shows on Mute. Uh, but Regardless, though, I mean, Incubus always puts on an amazing, wonderful show, awesome show, hard rock, hard hitting show, <clears throat> great musicianship. And again, uh, as, as I mentioned before, I think Nicole Roll filled in uh, in a pinch. I think she did really well uh, performing on bass. And then, of course, Kelsey Ballerini, you know, she, she was fantastic, animated and fun and put on a, a good show. So it's, it's been a really cool, exciting uh, concert season for us in the past uh, couple of weeks, which is cool. Yeah, I've really, really, really enjoyed going with you. It's fun. I, I don't know. There's something about hearing somebody live that's just really exciting. So it's been a fun experience. Mm-hmm. Oh, train. Train. Oh, okay, cool. The Jacksons. That's an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Train would be fun to see. Yeah. Uh, anyone else got uh, Peter Frampton? I don't know if you're, if you're familiar with him. The uh, Counting Crows, the Goo Goo Dolls. Yeah, a lot of like nostalgia artists. In fact, I even saw the band Live is going to be performing soon. Uh, the Smashing Pumpkins as well. I saw that. Yeah. Um, Sticks. Uh, Al Green and the Icy Brothers. <laughs> when are we going to this one? Oh, 311. Yeah. So we're, we're definitely going to look into uh, 311. That should be really, really cool. Somebody still hasn't okay. taken me to 311. Oh, and uh, Ken Jung. Ken Jung's going to be doing a comedy show at Yamaba. That would be really fun to see. That would be fun. Okay. He'd be someone I'd go to. Okay. So, yeah, there's lots of entertainment and cool things to see. Uh, Yamava, definitely. I mean, obviously, it's outside the LA area, but it's uh, for, for us who live kind of outside the city area, it, it's a really fun, exciting place to go see uh, entertainment, live entertainment. Yes, sir. Very cool. Uh, did you have anything else you wanted to add, either about Yamava, Incubus, or Kelsey Ballerine? No, I think it was good. It was a fun experience to do both. And I, I'm definitely sold on Yamaba. I would definitely go back there again as a preferred concert venue. Okay, very cool. Then I think we'll go ahead and wrap up for tonight. But uh, yes, thank you for listening to the Casting for Fun podcast. Thank you for listening to me and Allison talk about concerts. Uh, it's definitely an, uh, a topic of discussion that I love uh, for entertainment purposes. And I tend to focus mostly on like, you know, uh, sci-fi, uh, fantasy, like, 
superhero movies, things like that. In fact, we'll get some more episodes about some of that stuff in the next couple of weeks. But it's always cool for me to just sit down and talk music because, again, that's one of my favorite uh, uh, hobbies and talking points for the com- for the podcast. And I appreciate you opening and broadening my horizons so that I appreciate a lot more music now. Oh, thank you for doing that for me, too. In fact, you know what? Uh, when I had Marcelo on, uh, re- recently Marcelo was on with my good, good buddy Derek Dupre to talk about soccer. But before that, Marcelo was on, we were talking about music and we talked about the idea of like uh, uh, having less of like a elitist attitude or snobby attitude about music. Because I think for a long time, I kind of had the mindset or uh, the idea that, hey, if you don't like the same stuff that I like, then your taste in music is bad. Mm. So before, yeah, I probably wouldn't have like, said, no, nah, I'm not interested in going to a con- country concert. But but no, Kelsey was really cool. I think she was awesome and fun. So you're, you're, I guess you're uh, expanding my horizons too, as it were. Oh, I'm going to buy you a country cow- a cowboy hat now. No, no, yeah, I am. That yeah, I no. am. Uh. <laughs> oh, you're funny. Okay, so there's nothing else. We'll go ahead and wrap up. But uh, thank you to the listeners. Thank you, Allison. And yes, you've been listening to the Casting for Fun podcast. Thanks, everybody. Bye. It's 7 a.m. and I'm on a mountain with a view. I'm the only one alone at a table meant for two Big Sur looks beautiful this morning And I should be missing you I should be missing you You're across the pond at a show, I think, in Amsterdam And the pictures look pretty, at least they do on your Instagram We say good morning and good night I wonder if you even know where I am There I am